Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze women's basketball team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email MWBA at outlook.com or fredertonfreeze.ca for details. Hi and welcome to Late Scratches episode 6. I'm Bill Gibson joined once again by co-host Brad James. Brad, we're gathered around the Gatorade colder here this evening. The only thing missing is a campfire. Uh, yeah, uh, we are in the Stu Basketball office uh, joined by Brad. Go ahead. Kylie Roy, a veteran now at the St. Thomas University Tomlin's women's team. That's kind of a scary word, isn't it? Veteran. Yeah, a little bit. And well, speaking of veterans, longtime head coach Fred Connors. So Fred was uh, kind enough uh, before practice, before the Tommies take to the court. Just back from uh, Montreal, three games set uh, in La Belle Province and uh, preparing for the Gould uh, tournament this weekend. So uh, lots of basketball coming up for the Tommies. Yeah, as is our tradition, thanks to Bill Hunt for joining us last week, uh, sort of a last-minute uh, fill-in, uh, pushed us, I think we're over 650 uh, views now, or listens now, whatever you want to want to count, over our five episodes, which is not bad for uh, a new podcast. Uh, not a lot with me this week, Brad, uh, Fredericton Royals, about the only thing I've done this week, you were at a couple hockey games, I think, though. Yeah, Maritime Hockey League, uh, Fredericton Red Wings, nice 5-2 win over Camelton at home on Sunday. That's uh, a tight division in the north, even though it's uh, very early. And one thing about the Wings, uh, they don't have one scorer in the top 20 in the MHL, but they're they're hanging tough. So uh, I think saying things are starting to come together for Kyle McAllister's squad. All right, so let's get right into Tommy basketball. We are here, as Brad said, on the eve of the Ken Gould Invitational Tournament, uh, 12th annual this year. Uh, and if we look at uh, sort of looking forward, it's hard to look forward without looking back just briefly. And sorry for taking you back here, uh, Fred and, and Kylie, a little bit. Uh, last season, home court uh, playoffs were here. Lost in a heartbreaker in the semifinal. But he had a gut there. You had a, as good a shot as anybody of walking away with the championship. Yeah, we, we knew that uh, it was going to be a tight league uh, the whole season. And uh, we battled a lot of injuries early. And, um, I thought we had a pretty fantastic game, and anybody that came to that really got their money's worth. And would it be a fair evaluation to say, largely because of the injuries, it was a team that maybe never sort of got all on the same page and all hitting on all cylinders all at the same time? Yeah, that's fair. We, we were trying to, uh, to get team chemistry um, to really be cohesive. I thought we, got, I thought we were pretty tight when we got to the final. Uh, I thought playoffs we were ready. Um, and you know, like you just give Mount A a ton of credit. They defended exceptionally well, and uh, you know we need nearly made a big comeback. And um, when you play good teams, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And um, you know we all had you know had our heads held high when we left the gym, and it certainly wasn't from a lack of effort. That's for sure. Oh no, for sure. And it was a, it was a tremendous semifinal, probably the game of the tournament. Uh, I, I think uh, certainly on on the women's side, uh, for sure. And uh, you know Maddie Graydericks with that. The, the shot late um, to win that one. A lot of turnover this year coming in, Kylie. A lot of new teammates. Yeah, we're a pretty young team, so I think a lot of people like to talk about that a lot. Um, but I think with so many young girls coming in, we have so much energy. Uh, the team chemistry, I mean, we've only played together one weekend and we're already so close, so I feel pretty confident in us this year. 
Fred, so. you, you go to Quebec on the weekend, last weekend, and it's not, is it so much X and O's as it is just getting, as Kylie mentioned, uh, the team together, kind of on the same page, knowing each other, uh, wins, losses don't count preseason, we know that. Is that kind of what that trip's for? Yeah, this is the youngest team I'll have coached here in my 21 years. Um, seven rookies, three second-year players, uh, three third-year players. Um, we were just trying to get up there. I said, literally, we're going to learn how to tie our shoes before we get on the court. Like, we, we are so young. Um, but Kylie's bang on the money. There's this real youthful exuberance around the team. Um, I, had a, I haven't had coach effort once since September started. Um, and it's, it's just a really fun team, and they're really tight. Like, they, they really play well together. Um, so going up to Montreal, playing against three really good teams, um, I was really impressed, actually. I know we lost three games, and I'm not huge on moral victories, but um, I was pretty impressed with how we competed. So there's a lot of good things to build on. Kylie, I've coached against you, watched you go through high school uh, and through university, and I know, you know a take-no-prisoners style of player, that's for sure. Uh, how do you lead by example with this young group? Uh, I think the biggest thing I can do is just always be positive like I'm a big fan of accountability but I don't think it always has to be yelling at your teammates and you know I think we leave the coaching up to the coaches and we're there to lift each other up so I think the best thing I can do is just always have a positive energy and always try my absolute hardest to let the team know that I'm in it fully and they have my trust that I'm trying my hardest and I want them to do the same. Kylie you've had some pretty impressive, um, you know, veterans with you here over the, the last couple of years. You know, thinking of who I think is an all-time Tommy Grade and Vanessa Sophie. Uh, pretty hard to argue that one. I think. Is there anyone in particular that you have taken lessons from in how to how to lead a team? Uh, probably Vanessa Sophie, uh, Madison Owens as well. She was the captain when I first got here, and she was just very welcoming. You could tell that she had just a lot of knowledge about the game, so anything she said, everyone always respected her. And Vanessa is just such a player to give her all, all the time. It's hard not to want to be like her and to respect the way she plays. So I think getting, you know, three years to play with those girls really puts, like, me up at a bit of an edge. I think I learned a lot from them, and I'm excited to try and be that person for my rookies now. Fred, you've got a pretty experienced starting backcourt, or at least what I assume will be your starting backcourt. I don't want to make it, any assumptions, uh, but just, you know, um, looking at that um, in uh, Alyssa and, and Kylie, um, give us a little tour around your team and the, and the roster this year. Uh, well, you're right. Alyssa and Kylie are, are backcourt. Um, and to be honest, it, you know, I haven't seen all the teams and all who they have in, but um, I'm pretty confident in saying we, we are pretty elite defensively with those two. Um, if Montreal showed us anything, we can defend. Um, even with the young group, they, they work hard. So um, we were really happy with the way that, uh, that Kylie and Alyssa are playing. Um, they're definitely going to be our backcourt. Um, you know, Celine will be playing in the post, but she's so mobile. Uh, she might be our best three-point shooter at six foot two. So. Um, She'll, she'll, she's, an, she's our other captain, uh, but she'll be looked on for a lot of leadership and a lot of, she, a lot of points. Like she had a good game against uh, St. Lambert the last game. She had 17, I think. Um, you're talking about three players on that team that are already recruited to go D1. Um, and she took the game over for a long stretch. We were down by a bit, and she made a run and got us right back into within six. I think we were down by 24 at one point. She went on a run. She's healthy now, Fred. 
she's healthy-ish. Like yeah. she's still dealing with some knots and stuff like that on her legs, her other leg, not her okay. ACL leg. But um, but all in all, she's able to go out and play 20, 25 minutes. And, and I mean, in our style of play, we wouldn't ask for more than that anyway. So, uh, but she's she's playing better, and she she's she's she looked good. She did look good this weekend. And she could certainly change the game, as you said, with her physicality. She doesn't mind battling in the paint as well. Probably an underrated player because she was injured. Uh, maybe a lot of players uh, or a lot of fans haven't seen a whole lot of Celine COVID and everything else that's come through. Tell us a little bit about her. Well, Celine's problem is that she might be the nicest person <laughs> on the face of the planet. So when you tell her to go in and go be physical, she doesn't want to bang into people. She doesn't want to hurt people. So um, her biggest thing this year, she's kind of learning that competitive edge and she's learning how to be physical without it being like emotionally mean or anything like that. So, um, but even like even the game against St. Lambert, she goes down the post. She you know, three hard drives to her right out of a, out of the low block and little you know little baby hooks over the top and then we run a little action she pops out to the perimeter while their bigs don't go out there because she's just hurt them in the post and they need a little breather and then she hits a three um and so she's very dynamic in her skill set she's she got a very unique skill set at her at her position and her size so um you know she's learning how to defend and, and use her strengths defensively she let us i think in rebounding on the weekend um and, and she's just got such an amazing attitude and she's a fantastic teammate and she's the most one of the most coachable kids i've ever i've ever had here so um, she just wants to be better, and she, she loves getting challenged, and uh, she's, I think she's going to have a really good year this year. And m my impression is she's an absolute gym rat. Like, yeah. I'm here for volleyball. I'm here for other things. She's here, yeah. like, and in the gym a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's learned, like, I think she's always been a gym rat, and I think this past summer she's learned how to be a weight room rat. Big difference. Um, big, big difference. Yeah. And she used to love to get in and get up shots. But now she's in the weight room. She's working out. She's She's gotten a lot stronger. You can see um, she's more nimble on the floor now. Like, her mobility is a lot better. Um, and, and I think it's it's just coming. It's just going to keep getting better for her because this summer she wasn't able to do a whole lot because of her knee. Like, they, she, she kind of overdid it. So we had to back her off a little bit. And so she's really hasn't hit her stride yet, even her preseason stride. So hopefully this weekend she'll be okay here at the Gould. And then hit this the regular season running from there. Kylie, you've got, uh, you saw three teams that you're not normally going to see, uh, but this weekend you get to see ACAA competition. Uh, does that really drive things home a little bit, even though it's preseason to say, especially to the newcomers, okay, this is what it's all about. And particularly the teams that are here this weekend are usually in the upper echelon. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely nice to get to Montreal and play teams that we don't usually see. Um, but coming back home, you know, it's a little bit more serious. You have some history with these teams and players, and it's really where we want to show them that just because we're young doesn't mean we're going to be behind or any worse. And I'm really excited because I feel like these teams don't know much about the Tommies anymore. It's pretty much a whole new team, so I'm excited to play these teams and show them what we have. What about the newcomers? Uh, you're playing in your own barn. You're familiar with it here. Uh, fans obviously come out to the Ghoul because it is a popular event, so is it uh, kind of all part of the learning process, especially for the new faces? Uh, definitely. I think this weekend it'll be good for them. I hear a lot about nerves, excited nerves. They were just talking in the locker room about how nervous they are, but you know, once you get a few games under you, you really settle down. So I think nerves will play a role for sure, but I mean, they're excited. They've never played at this level in this type of atmosphere, so it'll be good for them. Good. Fred, when I look at your rookies, the first thing I see is where they come from. 
and they're mostly from fairly winning programs. Is that important in the way that you recruit? Yeah, you know, we want people with the right mindset and, you know, the skill sets are there and, and all those other intangibles that you look for. But, um, you know, if they don't have the right mindset, then you're really facing an uphill battle. So um, I think we had a really good recruiting year. Um, if, if the first month of practice is any indication, um, it's been a very good recruiting year. Um, just that they want to work so hard um, and they're just, they're sponges and they, they ask so many questions. Um, so, you know, if you can get them in the right mindset where they just want to keep growing and getting better, um, then the sky's the limit for them. So, um, it, it's, you know, it's been interesting. They're challenging the returning players. Um, but it's like sometimes you're so young you don't know that you shouldn't be as good as you are. Um, and that's kind of how they played this last weekend. And I'm not telling them that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, that's for sure. I think fans will need a program this weekend for the host Tommies, but I think you can say that across the entire league. A lot yeah. of familiar faces are gone, and uh, when you you used to say, okay, you'll plug Mount St. Vincent in, you know who's coming, Mount Allison, uh, same thing, uh, Holland. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, is, are, is the tide changing a little bit in the ACAA? I, for one, who love competition, would like to see everybody competitive instead of four and then, and then the rest, which it's been. Uh, any yeah. idea at all, any hints? Just talking to different coaches, different, you know, not just the team's coaches, but like other people in the basketball communities. Um, it seems like uh, Holland College have had a good recruiting year. They have some th three international players come in that I've heard are quite good. Um, St. Vincent are, are going to be strong once again. Nikki Arsenault is back for them, you know, former league MVP. So she'll get her feet underneath her, and they've got a transfer from Kings um, that'll be very athletic and be a great fit for their style of play. Um, we saw Mayonne up, uh, uh, up in Montreal. They look very good again. Um, well coached and very deep and they've had some good transfers come in as well um, and Kings actually I, we heard there was a few transfers that have come in from Dow from Kings as well and she had a good recruiting year Jenna Bain is back Jenna Bain's back so that's interesting yeah so yeah. they're um, they're, they're going to be very good as well so um, you know I don't know as much I, th I think Holland College beat Crandall by quite a bit on the weekend but I mean again preseason I don't know what that actually means and whether Crandall even had all their players uh, and then we're hearing about, you know, players are back at St. John this year, and they have a couple kids come in that are going to be pretty decent as well. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty a pretty competitive league this year. How much do you follow Kylie in the offseason? Like, hey, I heard this, I heard that, I see so-and-so is going here. Is that something, or you just shut it down and worry about the Tommies? Uh, yeah, I honestly never really know who's coming in, who's going. I try not to pay it any attention because I don't want it to affect how I take any team coming into the preseason or the regular season. So, I mean, right now in my head, we're all at the same level, no matter what scores, what games were played. I don't know who's new, who's not new, so I really well, don't know much. the reality is you're building pools all summer, so it's not like you're going to be playing on your phone, right? You're putting yeah. in 18-hour days building well, pools. That's good to hear so. because we're looking at selling our pools. Do I need somebody to remove it? Do you remove them as well? Uh, yeah, Okay. <laughs> I might be on the horn to you to get you over there before the snow flies. Oh, no. Yeah. Kids leave home and you're empty nesters, you have to start getting rid of stuff, right? So come on over. So I, I'm going to call out the elephant in the room a little bit, what I think was your Achilles heel last season. It's putting the ball in the basket, you're <laughs> scoring. Um, and, you know, the early returns from Montreal, not a lot of points on the board. Is this a year where you might not have those couple of players who are around, you know, 12 to 15 points, but more of a year where it's any given night it could be somebody different and it could be a bunch of players in the you know the eight point range is that sort of more what we're looking at with this Tommy squad I, I don't know Bill I don't know how to explain to you how the team is gonna look because um, 
already from last year to this year, there is a tremendous amount of unselfish ball movement. Um, last year when we went up, it was a hard time for us to score up there as well, but we had more, I think, natural scorers. Um, and it was interesting because someone said to me uh, up in Montreal and said, if you look at this roster from head to toe, there's really nobody on your roster that's ever been the leading scorer. So I wonder if that mindset is going to you know, kind of hurt you guys. I feel like it's going to help us because the one thing that we definitely did was generate really good looks. And we missed more layups than you know, a mini B team would miss <laughs> at practice. Um, but it was really encouraging because we were getting good looks. We had a lot of really good looks for three by people that are shooting the ball well at practice. Our shooting in practice has actually been better when we track some of our stats in practice. It's been better. So, you know, we'll, we'll look and see if this was a bit of an anomaly. But uh, I don't think we're going to have anybody who's going to be a big scorer for us. Um, not because I don't think the skill set's there, but I don't think our style of play is going to lean towards that. Um, it's going to be a lot of ball movement. It's going to be any given day. Uh, and we're going to have to score off our defense a little bit as well. But um, the way that we moved the ball, the way that we played offense was actually very encouraging this last weekend. Kylie, same, similar question to you. I mean, I know you'll take the cues from, uh, from, from Fred on the, on the playing style. Uh, do you see any of your teammates having a, having a breakout year? Um, you know, Alyssa Jeffrey last year made a big jump, uh, and she was up around the 12-point range for most of the year and then just dropped back down at the end. Does anybody that you're seeing in practice say, wow, this, this is going to be a player we need to watch this year because they're going to be, going to be uh, on the scoreboard for us a lot? I mean, we talked about Slynn. I definitely think Slynn is going to be up there pretty regularly, but I don't think we're ever going to see many of our girls going 25 points a game, 20 points a game. I think it's going to be pretty even between us all. Um, I think we can all score the ball well, but I don't think anyone's going to be a major, major scorer consistently. Um, I mean, one of our rookies coming in, Paige LeBlanc, was I think our leading scorer for most of the weekend. So I think it's anyone who shows up to play that day is going to be the one to do it. So. And, and let's take a tour of your rookies. You mentioned Paige, uh, Regan Kerr from Leo Hayes. Yeah, Regan. Regan's dealing with some shin splints right now. So, um, but I mean, you know, coming from a, a program where she's been coached well and coached hard, and she's doing well, she's definitely not going to shy away from any kind of physical contact. She's been doing quite well. Um, Paige LeBlanc was outstanding for us this past weekend. Um, uh, we had a couple. We had two girls go down with injuries, so we had to. She ended up starting for a little bit uh, for two of the three games for us, and she. It's like putting in a fourth-year veteran, putting her on the floor. Like she, she had no problems going out and playing at that level. Um, uh, Ella DeLorme, who I think is going to be very good, uh, is dealing with a concussion. So she hasn't even been out on the floor yet. She's in from Gatineau. She played at, um, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, Heritage College. Um, and uh, so, so the, you know, the, they're going to be, I think, the major contributors. Uh, Ella Hoyt joined us a little bit late at a St. Max. Um, she's going to be on the floor for us this weekend at the Gould. I think she's going to be quite dynamic. Um, she wasn't able to go with us to, uh, to Montreal. Um, Brianna Bartley from, uh, from Woodstock, uh, slasher, aggressive defender. She's the only person I've seen consistently race Kylie challenges <laughs> out there now and in, in running drills at practice. Like she's just a like flat out athlete um, and starting to shoot the ball a little bit better. So I think she's, she's going to help us on that end as well. 
Uh, Caden Scriver actually had a really bad knee injury up in Montreal, so uh, she was a very pleasant surprise for us this year, uh, cracking our roster. But uh, we'll see what happens with her. She's in a big knee brace right now, so we're hoping it's uh, early returns or that it might not be an ACL. It looks like it could be like a dislocation or something, but okay. we won't know until probably tomorrow. She's going in to see a specialist tomorrow. So I think, who am I missing? There's so many, I'm scared I'm going to miss them. But I feel like, you know, when you're doing those thank yeah. you things, right. you forget to thank somebody. Well, I think that would lead into my next question. So you're 21 years behind, you're, I keep saying behind the bench, front of the bench, I guess. Um, how do you uh, not, in terms of getting up for a season, but this is almost like a reinvention for you this year. Is that fair? Like in terms of oh, yeah. that youth yeah. movement? Well, it's it was interesting. Um, I remember... Oh, it was probably my second or third year, and I asked Dwight, when Dwight Dickinson, when he was coaching the men's team, I said, Dwight, like, when do you ever stop getting nervous for games? Like, I get nervous before we play exhibition games in Montreal. Like, and he said, I don't know if I ever did stop getting nervous, but when you do, just stop coaching. Right. Right? So I was like, okay, good. Um, but what we did do at the end of last year is we sat down as a coaching staff and said, okay, we are, we are going to be very, very young. Um, so let's reevaluate everything that we do so we had a few different meetings we went to a few different suppers um, sat together and said let's look at every single solitary thing that we do in our program and like let's make sure that it's modernized and are we are we doing things that are progressive are we doing things that worked because it worked 10 years ago when Cat Nash played um, and then having Ray here in his third year feeling more comfortable now. Um, there's a lot of things that we're doing. We brought in Monique Alain as our mental performance coach. She's been outstanding. Um, so, yeah, we're, and it's really been really fun for me um, because everything's really fresh and new. And you're getting back to some real fundamental basketball. Um, we had one of our players who transferred in this year, and she was saying how um, it's like coming to camp every practice. Like, it's, it's not really about systems, but it's like how do I get better as a player? And, um, it's been fun. This has been a real, like, at 21 years in, it's been, like, rejuvenation season for me. So um, I don't ever come to the gym and worry about bringing energy because they have it when I get here. And some nights, you know, after working for a full day, um, it, you're a little tired when you get here. But uh, they energize me, and it's, it's, been, it's been a really great start. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that last point because that's one thing that I find in my sort of casual connections to the program here and hear a lot is that being around the players like Kylie it is energizing even for me when I come into the building is you know it's they're young they're youthful um, you know certainly way better athletes than I ever was um, <laughs> for sure um, and uh, yeah I, I take a lot of that away when I'm here in, t in terms of that that side of it so I'm glad that, that you said that as well um, have you thought ahead how many more years do you want to be here you know, I, I thought about it many different times, I think, in the last couple of years, just because, you know, my hair is a little bit more gray than when I started. But, um, you know, Charlie is still here, and it's been really cool watching her become a better basketball player. Um, and you get connected to your players, right? So, like, even, like, with, with Katie Vedito coming from the island in her second year, and um, her parents are fantastic people, and, you know, Kathleen Quinlan coming in from, uh, from Newfoundland, and... Um, you get to know players and you get to really care about them. So it's one thing to say I'm going to stay here as long as Charlie's here because that's an easy one for me. But I have no idea how you walk away from, from that group even after she goes, right? Like, Because right. now that you know, you're working with like, all the kids that I've already talked about, I'm like, well, i got to see that group through, right? And then now there's already kids that are showing interest in next year and I'm recruiting them. And I'm like, well, I might as well see that group through. So, you know, I don't know. I always said that at some point they'll tear the gym down and build the coffin and I'll probably be like 93 and just dropping the coffin on the bench is probably what will happen. But, um, 
Yeah, I think I think I think about it sometimes, but uh, then you get in the gym with 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 I say kids, but like young women, like you know, with Kylie and stuff. It's uh, I don't know, I don't know how I'd ever walk away from it. Have you noticed the difference this year, Kylie, with coach? Um, I think a little bit. I think the energy just overall with everyone is just just more exciting, and we're just so excited to be there. The young girls are so excited to be there. I've usually been the younger ones on the teams, and when it's older girls, it's not to say it's negative, but it's just always a bit more intimidating sometimes, but it's just a lot of positive energy all the time, and I think everyone's just putting 100% into it because we all want to see where this could go, for sure. We're joined by Kylie Royve, the guard, veteran guard with St. Thomas University and head coach Fred Connors. Uh, teeing everything up for the ghoul, you open up against the defending champs Friday night. Yeah, yeah, that's always a healthy rivalry. Um, everybody, uh, Mark and I talk about it all the time, how we get in the gym and it's just an exhibition game. And next thing you know, we're both getting teed up five seconds into the first quarter. and um, the intensity... Two Cape Redners, too, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. The intensity level just is what it is, and it's healthy and it's good. But, um, you know, it's a fun weekend. I love the tournament. Um, I love all that it stands for. But it's also, um, it's really fun to see how we all are at the start. Um, and then as a coach, you're kind of looking around like, okay, this is what I have to do to get my team where they're better than all of these teams. And um, it's just a fun, it's a fun challenge. And um, the thing that I like about the ACAA is that there's such a camaraderie around amongst the coaches. Um, so it's just like your friends are coming over to, it's like, you know, if you had brothers, like your brother's coming over so you go fight in the backyard a little bit, right? Like that's what it's like when these guys come in. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think the girls will be up to the challenge. And um, if they didn't back down last weekend, they're certainly not going to this weekend. And, and uh, it's, yeah, it's a really, there's a really unique vibe around this group right now. That's that's great to hear. Uh, I just want to back up just a second and, and turn back to, to Kylie. Ask Fred about uh, sort of his future after the Tommies, and that could be many years away. Kylie, your time comes to an end because your schooling comes to an end and your eligibility comes to an end. What, what's next for you in life? Um, I honestly try not to think about it that much. <laughs> I like being here. I'm just enjoying my time. But uh, I'm looking to be a teacher, so hopefully that'll be what I'm doing after this. So Don't wish it away. That's yeah. sure. and, and will you stay in the game after after university um in some way I think maybe uh last year I had talked to Fred about potentially playing in the with the Fredericton freeze or trying out so I thought about it a bit I didn't know if it would work with my work schedule but it's definitely something I've thought about and I think once I'm done here I'll miss it a lot more so it might draw me to play in that league a bit more too, yeah so. and one thing that we've talked about on here maybe last week maybe the week before Brad is not only the staying involved as a player or as a coach, but there's so many other things around the game that need people to be involved in, whether it's you know what I do in the webcast or on the scores table as an official, so many of those other roles that struggle to be filled. So it's good to hear you think about just you know continuing to play, uh, but then considering what comes with that, you know, outside of that, and and uh, yeah, there, there's there's just so much supporting teams uh, that's needed and you know I'll, I'll stop there and I know Brad's nodding He's yeah no no I, I think it's an important thing as a, as a as an ex-athlete or a former athlete that you give back in some capacity now 
whether you're a head coach or whether you just go to clinics or if you're teaching uh, grade six and you, you run them through a draw. And, and that's the biggest thing is giving back to the community. Always will be. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really lucky. Like, a lot of my players have gone on to coach. Like, Vanessa's coaching up at FHS this coming year, assistant coach with the JV girls and stuff. And uh, um, I, I'm really lucky that a lot of these women, when they leave our program, want to give back to the community. So uh, it, that's what I find I love the most about this is, like I always say, I recruit girls and graduate women. Um, and it's just really cool to watch them grow up and, and enjoy the game. And I think Kylie's uh, got a pretty huge heart, and hopefully she can get into an education program somewhere. And um, I think she'd be an outstanding teacher for all the education programs out there. Here's your little resume plug there, Kai. Gotcha. I was yeah, going to say, that's it. a pretty good reference. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. right there across from you, Kylie. Yeah, my right letter, I'm just going to play back that little blurb right okay. there. Perfect. Um, anything that we haven't asked you about the two Tommies that you said you were hoping to talk about tonight? Either one of you. All good. Kylie, Cover the bases. Kylie, you always talk. What do you mean? Yeah. You're going to go shy now? I don't know. I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, just thank you guys very much. We appreciate the exposure. I appreciate the podcast. I think it's really important for our region to have this. Um, and I love listening to you guys talk. And uh, sometimes it actually makes sense. <laughs> Once in a Brad, while. Brad, you've you got a segment ready here? For yes, this? I do. Of yeah, course, uh, one of our, our more popular items has been the rapid fire questions. No preparation or anything. So we're going to put both of you on the hot seat here. So, and, and this will be a little bit different, but uh, just for the first one, Coach, uh, best player you've coached all around. It's not just talent. It's, it's everything from the locker room to recruiting other players and just all around. The best player that I've ever coached has got to be Kylie Roy. I mean, that would <laughs> possibly be anything different than that. Holy. Um, I, I don't know. 21 years, I have no idea how to single out one player. Uh, and that's fair. And yeah. you've had some interesting characters go through here. Too. I have, yeah. Uh, I've had some really, really yeah. cool, cool women come through this program. How about you, Kylie, with, uh, uh, in terms of best player? And it, it could be at that great school in Uptown St. John, St. Malachy's Memorial High, or it could be here at St. Thomas. The best player I've ever played with? Hmm. Uh, probably Vanessa. Vanessa I mean, Sophie. yeah, just learning from her in the gym, and I was texting her, calling her, talking to her probably every day outside of the gym, just trying to learn from her, really, so. Favorite thing about growing up back home? Oh, in Cape Breton? Mm -hmm. Oh, God, our accent. <laughs> What's the matter with that, bye? <laughs> when I get tired and my accent comes out, people don't even know what I'm saying. But, yeah, no, uh, the best thing about growing up back home was uh, uh, the 830 whistle. So where I grew up, there you know was, uh, yeah, there was an 8.30 whistle. There was a curfew. So at 8.30 every night, the, uh, the fire, fire horn blew down at the fire station, and all the kids knew it was time to get home at 8.30. Nice. Yeah. How about St. John, Kylie, growing up uh, in the big city? Um, it's hard to think. Probably uh, my basketball team when I was younger, the East St. John Thunder. Uh, it was the same group of girls from till we were about five until we graduated out of middle school. So okay. that's probably my favorite memory. Uh, best road snack. You would have had experience on that on oh, the weekend. Oh, listen, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't say cheese curds. Cheese curds. All the players hate it. They hate it. But every year we cheese go up to curds. Montreal, all the cheese curds are absolutely unreal. You get up into Montreal and do different right. flavors on the cheese curds. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, they're popular. That's a little bit odd. But, yeah. Kylie, you got to save this one. Jolly Ranchers, for Jolly sure. Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. You gotta hide them though because I don't share them, and so once you open them, you gotta keep them on the desk. You're all in. Uh, if you could have one uh, musical instrument that you were like world famous for, what would it be? The spoons. 
the spoons yeah, of Cape Breton coming well, out. Well, I, I have an incredibly musical family, and they can all sing and they all can all play uh, instruments except me. I'm the only one who doesn't, so I always say my claim to fame is the spoons. Is the spoons. Since nobody has two together, I can't show off. How about you, Kyla? Are you mus- uh, musically inclined? No, not no. at all. So what um, would the music be? But I've thought about this a lot, and the violin, for sure. I think it's the most impressive thing ever. I watch videos of people <laughs> playing them all the time, and I would pay a lot of money to be able to play violin. a violin. So I've come to the game on Friday. We're going to have violin warm-up music. Tommy, you heard it here perfect. first, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, and fifth and final coach, uh, favorite seafood? Favorite seafood would have to be um, I, I fish and chips from uh, the haddock from, um, um, I don't know, there's something, actually the lock that's burnt down now, it used to be on Harvey, that's the best fish and chips I've ever had in my life out there, yeah. but breaded haddock, I'm, I'm a bit of a fish and chips nerd when I hit the road. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Kylie? I've never tried seafood in that's my whole bizarre. life. So. In your whole life? <laughs> never, no. Okay, well, if you're going to try something new, you've got to try at least haddock, right, Coach? I mean, <laughs> yes. that's fair. Especially yes. coming from St. John, where you just go down to Market Square and it pops into your hand there. No. No? Okay, well, we'll get at it. I know somebody else who wouldn't eat seafood, and she is now that she's living in Halifax. So you might want to try <laughs> This has been great. It has been great. Uh, Brad, I'll leave you to wrap up this segment. Yeah, so uh, Ken Gould this weekend, uh, hometown St. Thomas University. Tommy's hosting once again Mount St. Vincent University Mystics, the reigning ACAA champs, uh, Mount Elson University Mounties, and the Holland College Hurricanes of Charlottetown coming to town Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Check your local listings, and it's all unfolding at the pit. And uh, just a, a great way to really get closer to the regular season. So on behalf of Bill and I, I certainly want to thank you both for uh, stopping by here today. Now, Kylie, you got to go practice. <laughs> yeah, thank we're, so we're going to take a short break and be back with uh, part two with uh, the men's squad. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Do you have questions about what goes into your blue or gray recycle box? Contact the Capital Region Service Commission's Solid Waste Division Recycle Hotline at 453-9938 or email recycle at capitalrsc.ca. That's recycle at capitalrsc.ca. Welcome back to Late Scratches Part 2. We are in the friendly confines of the coach's office at the Lady Beaverbrook Gymnasium, uh, St. Thomas University, Thomas Basketball Offices. We have a hot dog machine here, a popcorn machine, uh, and assorted paraphernalia, but uh, glad, and a cotton candy machine. There are more trinkets and uh, toys in here than you can imagine. Uh, pleased to be joined today by uh, veteran head coach John Hickey, coach of the men's basketball team, and veteran Jeffrey Lavoie, an Ottawa product. Oh. who's uh, certainly knows his way around the ACAA and uh, is back for another season with the Tommies. So we're excited to get uh, chatting about Tommies basketball and the Ghoul coming up and joined here, as always, by Bill Gibson. And I should mention, too, this is the first time we've left our downtown Marysville studio for a road trip. So uh, congratulations on you guys being part of uh, hist- history with late scratches. Oh, yeah, we're, ha- we're obviously happy to have you here and be the first ones. No Good question. Stuff. All right. Yeah, and you did that pretty well, Brad, except you left out all Canadian. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get to that. I'm not going to, you know, have everything in the first uh, 37 seconds. He would have told us anyway, right? That, that wasn't me, though. No, I didn't no. get that. Just pretty modest player, watching him on the court, and it's, uh, it's all team first, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, we are on the, the eve of the Ken Gould coming up this weekend. Uh, three tough teams in town who are among, usually among, at least the last few years, the 
the top uh, you know four or five in the conference. The the last two champions are are in town, and we couldn't look forward without taking just a moment to look back. Uh, the last couple of years have ended in a tough way for you guys here on home court, uh, in the final and on the wrong end of the score. <laughs> John's like, you, you wait, you wait for me now, give me a. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, we don't hide from the fact that we expect to win. Uh, we talk about it often. And yeah, the last two years we've been at home and we haven't been able to get it done. So hopefully um, we've learned. Um, I think we've learned. Um, we've addressed some some of our team issues with um, some of the areas where we thought we needed growth. And yeah, we think we're we're ready to go. Yeah, I, I've seen you guys three times already this year in, in Rossi and in Milner against, uh, you know, AUS, U-Sport level competition. Uh, you certainly didn't look out of place there. There was, I thought, two games where, you know, two or three minute stretches, if they'd have gone the other way, you, you could have come out on top of those, playing some pretty high level competition. Uh, and, you know, what I wrote down is, I think you're deeper, I think you're tougher, and I think you're a little bit more balanced than you were last year. Yeah, I mean, we thought um, we depth was obviously an area. Um, we we certainly needed to get tougher, um, and we thought um, our guard play we needed we needed a little more depth in the guard play uh, area because obviously, and we've talked about this lots. Jeff ended up having to carry the ball lots for us, um, and so yeah, we thought we've addressed those hopefully. Jeff, when the uh, preseason uh, schedule came out, I remember seeing Coach your tweet on it. Uh, you weren't ducking anybody in the preseason. That's a pretty tough uh, uh, exhibition schedule, but that's designed for a reason. Uh, tell me a little bit about that experience playing against AUS teams and, and last weekend in Montreal. I mean, it was kind of nice because the past few years we've only gotten to play one game, or I guess last year we played two, so it was nice to get a full weekend of a full kind of AUS experience. And I was actually telling uh, Coach after the weekend it was – some of the most fun basketball I've ever played in my entire career, just because the competition was so high, the, the, the battle was so close, it, it could have gone either way. Um, it was intense basketball. It's always the most fun when, at the end, you know. It's a close game and you're giving everything you got, but uh, there's a lot to learn from AUS teams, you know. But, and that's yeah. September and October games, too, where you're playing at a high tempo, so that's got to be good leading into the season. Yeah, it's good for the for a little season warm-up. Uh, it would have been nice to have maybe a game to get ready for, uh, you know, the, the tougher competition, but it's always nice to get right into it, too. Yeah. Coach, talk about a little bit uh, your backcourt. You're saying that Jeff had to handle the ball. Uh, you've got a couple of additions this year, and I know uh, a couple of names pretty familiar to Fredericton fans as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've yeah, some some local guys. So, Reese Hassan came over um, from UNB. Uh, Noel McCarthy, uh, graduated from Mount A, and, and he's getting ready to do education here at Stu. Um, so they're clearly going to help with, with our depth in the backcourt. Um, yeah, additions of uh, River Lance, uh, Adarase, who's going to be a very good player in this league, um, and Ted Braden's back doing education. So that really helps us protect the rim. Um, and there's not too many big guys in our league as athletic as Teddy. Right, so we've we've kind of got a goalie back, which which is which allows us to be a little bit more aggressive, um, guarding the perimeter. Now, if he could just play for your Habs, if he's a goalie, right? Well, Had to get that in there, you know. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we could we could talk hockey. We could talk. <laughs> we could talk, we could talk basketball. We could talk yeah. baseball. We could talk about my Niners too, right now. Well, there if you, you want. Go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Florian as well. 
uh, talk a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean, Harry's been, and we've talked about this, probably one of our most consistently improved players um, over the last three three years. Um, Harry's fit. He's shooting the ball from three. He's a big, strong guy. Uh, we just got back from Montreal uh, late Sunday night, and he probably rebounded the basketball as well, if not better than I've ever seen him in the first two weekends. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, not too many. Not too many teams have a one-two of uh, Harry and Teddy, or a one and one A, or a one A. However, however you want to break it down. What are you seeing it from floor level, just in terms of the difference, say the last couple of years, to what you're seeing through the preseason and training camp? Uh, well, one thing that's for sure, kind of the touch on Teddy and Harry. I don't have to play the five in practice, which is nice. <laughs> but uh, no, I think uh, you know we've added a few guards. It's nice to kind of take some pressure off me to bring it up. Um, I think Vin's coming back and he came back stronger, kind of ready to bring it up and he's been doing a much better job too. So it's kind of nice to have like a few guys to rely on who can bring it up and push the ball and we have a lot of guys who can make plays and, freeze you and shoot the ball. Yeah, freeze, freeze everyone up, right? So it's been fun. It's been uh, a lot of guys with high IQ and high energy, which is how I like to play. So it's, uh, it's been fun for sure. So the one word I would associate with this program is tempo and high tempo. I have no doubt from what I saw at the Milner and Rossi and and from knowing you and from looking at your roster, you're going to want to play that same high ball pressure, get out and run, not scared to put up a whole bunch of shots style again this year. No, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, and, I, and I think, and again, we've talked about this. Um, yeah, we're trying to play as hard and as fast as we can um, and, and really take advantage of our depth, right? Um, so because we get a lot of guys who can play at that pace, play at that level. Uh, with high skill, so we're trying to yeah we're trying to force teams to use their depth and play at a pace that they're not going to be comfortable to play at for sure. Odd question here. Uh, I mean, I, I know you well enough that every day you wake up you're thinking of W's. Do you have to win this year? And I mean that in the it just you've been to you've knocked on the door twice hard. Uh, but I remember those great Oilers teams in the early '80s after they finally you know the Islanders. They said they had to learn to lose first before they could learn to win. I don't know if that's fair or not, but. Uh, do you think you have to win this year? Uh, I mean, the expectation is 100% to win. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had to win two years ago too, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, sport, sport, right? Don't don't get me wrong. Um, you see, Baltimore, they're they're in trouble right now. Dodgers, right? Dodgers in trouble right now. Um, but yeah, do we expect to win? Yeah, we expect to win. How do you communicate that to all the guys so they're all on the same page? Jeff, do you want to handle that one? I mean, I would I would assume that most people, if you're coming here, it's to try and win. So I would assume that you have that mentality coming into it. And then it's a matter of, like, kind of every day in practice, all of us together acknowledging that we have to bring the best or it's not going to happen. This is a good league. Like, you watch these teams coming in here, and there are no gimmies. And I, th I think that's... What's so much fun about uh, watching the ACAA? We, we, we talk about this all the time. There, there are no nights off mm -hmm. in, in this league. There are no nights off. If, you, if you're not ready to play, you're losing. And regardless, regardless of your opponent, we ended up finishing first last year, and we won one game by more than 10 points. So, I mean, that should really speak to the parity of this league. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, our conversation today was around nutrition. Right? So, and all of that stuff, I know. Right? Not mine, not mine, Gibby. 
Not my, not, my, not my nutrition. I'm, I'm laughing because we're surrounded by a popcorn maker, the hot dog machine, and, and, and the, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever that is. Cotton candy machine. This is for visitors. Yeah, it's clearly yeah. Not, uh, not, not the nutrition from the office here. Oh no! Like we're, this is this is about the program growing and trying to bring some money in giving. There you go. But like it's it's funny. We like today we arranged a um, for a Red Seal chef to to come in next week. So we've got a weekend off after the ghoul. Um, so we're hoping to bring somebody in to talk about nutrition. Um, I think that's then, an amazing thing to do, especially at this level, because a, a lot of the players, especially the younger ones. Everything's been cooked for them. Are, are you a cook, Jeff? Do you... I do cook now. I have to yeah. learn, though. It was a rude awakening. Uh, so how important is it, though? Because you can't chow down on a cheeseburger uh, two no. hours before the game. So I is, mean, you definitely, uh, you definitely got to be ready. You're not going to have any gas to run the engine, right? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure uh, there's some days where I'm not uh, not the best, but I uh, try to be consistent with it. And uh, I think overall, too, it, it's really a hit for the young guys who move out for the first time from residence. And we're going to have to figure out... Uh, how to make food and how to feed yourself without your mom doing it all for you. No, I think that's yeah. a, a, an amazing part of it because you are learning how to It's fun. It yeah. was fun for sure, but yeah. it was, uh, came up, uh, it was sneaky on me. It was sneaky on me. <laughs> well, and we've, we've got a lot of guys who are just out of residence for the first time too, yeah. right? So just starting to live on their own. Um, so not only is it great for our team, right, to learn how to make healthy meals, it's a good life skill. Right? I mean, we see Gibby posting all the time oh. about the meals he's making, and uh, I love brown it. Brown bread, yeah. Oh, it's, Absolutely. Well, yeah, marriage famous now, isn't it? It's, it's more than marriage famous. Yeah, I know. Someone um, with a paper the other day is going to drive through around his house there just to get a loaf of bread. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I know you will. Um, but, and, and I think it's really going to be a fun team activity, too, right? To have our guys cooking together. Um, Top chefs, too. Yeah. Nice. So, What's your favorite food? My favorite food, I probably use steak. Steak and potatoes, yeah. pretty basic. But well, that's, that's, my, well, that's my favorite. I, and I think that'll leave me. That's St. Thomas basketball, isn't it? Steak and potatoes. <laughs> fair, Is fair? Solid yeah. analogy. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, when you look, do, do you track, we, we asked Coach Connors this as well, and I think Kylie, do you track off-season movements from the other teams? Do you try to keep up with the Joneses or hope they're trying to keep up with you? Um, no, I would think here, if, if I'm being honest, now do we... Do we pay attention to what to what other teams are doing? One hundred percent. But uh, we want we want to be the trendsetters, right? In our league, we want we want to be the ones out in front, and we we want to be the ones with people chasing us. Um, so we talk to the guys that we think um, fit best with with what we're trying to do, and and we go after them. So. Yeah, we, we want the best players in New Brunswick to want to aspire to come to St. Thomas. How critical is depth? Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's very critical. I mean, we practices last year, we had eight guys because guys get hurt, right? I remember my first year here, we played a game with seven, I think, right? Um, so, yeah, depth and, and the ability to compete. Does that um, mean in practice, does practice intensity pick up as well now that you've got some new bodies in here? Is that fair to say? Well, definitely. Yeah. If you're not deep, you need to, you're not going to have anyone to play against. They right. push you. So it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, I think our practices are are at a pretty high level. Um, certainly the highest they've been at since I've been here as far as quality of play, as far as intensity. as uh, We've got a pretty veteran group, too. 
Bringing right. Noah, or not bringing Noah in, but Noah obviously graduated and coming here, and he's, you've played against him. <laughs> he's, John, I, I know we talked about coaching against Noah. He's, he's, uh, he's a, a table upsetter. He can uh, do any number of things. Now at least he's on your side. Describe what it was like playing against Noah McCarthy in the ACAA and now playing with him. I guess it's uh, kind of the same thing, but on different sides. You know that he's going to go 100, 100 miles per hour every possession, and it's kind of the same thing uh, on your team too. And you see him do it, and it's all the time in practice too. All the little things he does, like uh, he's always poking our rebounds, uh, like on the loose ball on the on the on the trail, and he always gets little steals from that stuff. And all the little things you see him do, it's uh, it's nice to have it on your team instead of uh, being annoyed by it, right? Has <laughs> he but tried no, it yet in practice? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. I'm lucky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So honestly, it's just his energy. Like he he's always given 100, percent and that's uh, that's easy to play with. John, you've known Reese for a long time as well, and now he's part of the program, and he can shoot it. Yeah, I mean, Reese is a good player, right? Um, yeah, he's one of those guys that brings stability to our backcourt. Um, good energy guy, uh, is willing to put his body on the line. But anytime you can get a U-sport caliber player into into your program, uh, it's good. And, and not just good player, but good person, good family, right? Supporters of the program always... Uh, so yeah, I mean, we get. I mean, we we get a lot of local guys. This is something that we're pretty we're pretty proud of. We've got fourteen guys um, on our roster, and eleven of them are New Brunswick guys. So Jeff, Vince, and Teddy are are the three from our uh, very good honorary brothers. New Brunswickers. Now. Yeah, absolutely, by now. Yeah. I think Jeff is actually oh, yeah. New Brunswick. I was born here. Come on. <laughs> Is that okay? I, I did yeah. not know that you were no, born I, where? I was born in Fredericton, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, but I moved uh, when I was one, so it doesn't count. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's one of the ways we're looking to grow a program too, right? You see, you see, guys, right? We want all the kids in here, so the fusion are coming uh, Friday, Saturday. You're going to spend time with our guys in the locker rooms, things like that. Um, so we want all of those players to want to come to Stu. John, I know uh, we've worked together a lot in a lot of different capacities, and that's uh, you touched on a good thing with the youth because they are going to grow up to be high school players. They're going to grow up possibly to play at the next level. Uh, that avenue to St. Thomas, t touch a little bit about the community, uh, what it means to you to get them involved, especially at a young age. Well, it's just fun, right? They, like, they bring kids. Say whatever you want. Kids always bring energy, right? Kids always bring energy, and they are always unless you're unless you're an adult you're around them too long they're <laughs> yeah. always going to bring the best right, right? out of uh, certainly out of our guys right um, so it's great for our guys watching our guys communicate to those young players and, and make that connection it's every bit as important for our guys to, to be involved with them as it is for those those kids to be involved with us so I mean it's it's certainly not a one-way benefit that's for sure so you've touched on a couple of things here that are near and dear to my heart, being a local guy and us doing a local, a local podcast, going all the way back to when you mentioned River uh, joining the program here. I had him, out of all the high school players I saw, certainly top five, maybe number three in the province of high school last year. And I didn't, you know, I did see a lot of the players from the Moncton region. I just didn't, didn't get there. But of all the players I saw, 
you know, uh, uh, certainly Mom Briquette uh, would be there. You went to Cape Breton, uh, and Muscroft, who went across the parking lot here to UNB. River would be right, right there uh, with that group. Uh, you talked about adding him, you talked about adding local. There's not a lot of New Brunswick kids that go U-Sport route now. No, I mean, and there's not, we talked we talk to all those guys about, about coming to Stu. Um, no, there's not, right? Yeah, U-Sport's a high level. Like, it's very good. And, and I mean, we talked, like, our level is very good. People don't realize how good our level is. Um, but what we say all the time is you don't realize that you're not working hard enough until you kind of get to that next level, right? So everybody, when they think they're mini, they're working the hardest, the hardest they've ever worked. And they are. Um, but then you get to ban them. And it's like, holy geez, this is way tougher, right? Kids are way bigger, way stronger. Um, same as the provincial teams. And it's the same thing with high school kids when, when they come to our guys. So we've had a couple of guys out run with our guys, high school guys out run with our guys. And they look and they're like, holy. Another level. This is, I'm not, I'm not used to this. Yeah, you will be, right? Let's, these guys have been in the weight room longer, right? These guys, so they're 23, 24, right? Now they're men. Yeah, That's right? The they're, they're young men. You're, you're 17. You're, you, maybe you've been lifting weights for a year, right? So it's, yeah, it's different for sure, right? Amanda Sharp is one of the top players in New Brunswick uh, and across the country. And I remember Amanda saying she played at UMB. She said her workout regimen was designed because somebody that she didn't know was working harder than her somewhere. That's what fueled her, this imaginary person. Is that something uh, you can relate to? Yeah, a little bit. I, I that crosses my mind sometimes, but I'm I'm more uh, internal. Like I, I feel like I, it's more uh, kind of with myself. I know what kind of limit I have, and uh, I always try to get there. But I try not to compare myself to others too too much. But I definitely I know sometimes if I'm if I'm in my room doing nothing, I tell myself you know someone's in the gym, someone's in the gym. But uh, yeah, I tend to be pretty internal though. Okay, interesting. I remember Mike. Sorry, Gibby. I remember Mike Washburn said to me years ago when I was. Uh, coaching band of baseball up here uh, he said this was his philosophy when he was coming up through like CFL and things like that he said every day I work out I pass one player he said every day I don't 12 pass me and that was kind of his and, and we've talked about things like that and I said you know what I said that's talk about internal motivation right true like that's yeah, sometimes championships are won in June aren't they like in terms of oh. that off-court discipline yeah so I was just going to come back to, to my point on local. What I love about the ACAA is that it's the same kids that I can go to Leo Hayes, I can go to FHS, I can go to the Thunder Valley Classic in Woodstock and watch. I'm going to see them here in the ACAA more than I'm going to see them in AUS. So I can watch kids from, you know, sometimes grade nine right through until they're, you know, 23, 24 years old. It's just amazing to me that, uh, you know, the people don't realize what opportunity is here in their backyard in, in the ACA and, and watching the ACAA. And what do you say to folks that are thinking about, about coming out? I mean, I, I always say, go on and watch, just watch once and you'll be hooked. I know a lot of people who made it here for the championships last year, they were just blown away by the caliber of play. What do you say to those folks that might be listening that haven't walked in the gym yet to watch the Tommy's play? Oh yeah, come on in. Right. I don't think this gym is big enough. I've said that a couple of times. I don't mean spectator-wise. When you guys are out battling there, it's like you need a 200 by 85 sheet. Like, it just seems so intense on the floor. It, 
like the I mean, and pe people who've been in town for for years know the historical um, relevance, we'll say, of of the pit, and and how incredible of a place it is to watch a game, right? It just you can put a hundred people in here, it feels like a thousand, and and yeah, when we hosted last year, Gibby, I mean, I think I think the number they told us was eleven hundred, right? Which is uh, Donnie Ryan said it was the most he's seen since he went back to like a Dow UMB volleyball match years ago. Um, but it just oozes atmosphere, right? And and that's why Jamesy, that's why the the cotton candy machines and the hot dog machines because we're we're trying to build like something that's more of an event and uh, to get those kids here and to get them to want to come and um, so. Yeah, is it a I mean, six, it's a six-player, Jeff. Would you say that? Jeffrey Lavoie is one of our guests here, along with John Hickey, as we prepare for the Ken Gould tournament. Uh, does it feel like, do you feel it as a player, like uh, that <laughs> heart pounding and people think, looking over? I think the pit's probably the most electric gym I've ever played in. When it's, uh, the echo is so loud, and like he said, a hundred people could feel like a thousand, like seriously. And uh, when the gym's roaring, it's kind of like, it, it doesn't really feel like you're you're there in the moment. It's it's kind of magical, but, uh, you know, that's why, we, that's why I play, you know, it's just... It's so much fun to play there, and uh, I don't know too much on the historical relevance of it, but uh, it's definitely a good atmosphere to play in. I love the way, too, Coach, that you embrace that. And, I mean, you've been around long enough to understand the history here on in this building. They keep talking about knocking it down, and I'm like, you can knock everything down, just keep the gym up. Oh. You know, that's, that's my feeling of it because I, I love the old facilities, but uh, I think it's great what you're doing in terms of constantly promoting to get players to come and watch the product. But, I mean, it's just... I mean, first off, I love. I rarely get to do it. I love watching basketball, so it's 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 fun, and and the product here is good, right? These guys work hard. The girls work hard. The product is good. Um, it's it's more yeah. than good. The product is yeah. more than good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and, um, and I think you'll see that this weekend. And again, what we talked about off the top, preseason only. It's a it's a word. I know you're not keeping stats and keeping points, but. Nobody's coming up here to say, yeah, I think we'll just go through the motions this weekend. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, nobody's... Yeah, nobody's, nobody wants to lose, yeah. for for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know what? I think once once we get people through the door, um, if, if if we can get you through the door, uh, you're, you're coming back. Like, there's not anybody I've heard in the last couple of years who have left and said, nah. Right, they're like, oh no, that's that was great. Like we're we're coming back. Yeah, there's so. there's rarely a dud in this league. Yeah, no, there's the, the teams are all good, and I know I've been scrambling around trying to get ready for this weekend, trying to get all all the rosters in and and all of that. Uh, a lot of turnover around the league. Is that uh, sort of a symptom of the COVID uh, kids working their way through? Where are we in that cycle, Jeff? I know. It feels like you've been here forever um, in that, and this is your this is your last year of eligibility. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So, so you got to start life sometime, right? Yeah. yeah. So are we are, are we cycling through all the extra COVID availability this year, or have we still got more of that to come? No, I mean we've still there's still guys, um, like Reese Hassan's a third year player, right? So he's got two years of eligibility after this. Um, Noah's a fourth-year player, so he's got another year after this. So we still have, yeah, we still have some guys who've kind of saved that year. Um, 
But I mean, I, th I think there's going to be turnover in this league, right? I do. Um, well, I mean, we had we had a couple of players leave for other opportunities. Yeah. So uh, Gaio, um, and and we're like we're happy to support our guys to to do that, right? And this is a conversation we've had for years, Jeff and I, about if this is what you we're happy to support you. Right, if if that's if that's what you want to try, so guy went up to UMB. We're happy to support him to do that. Right, it's good for our program too. Right, um, because we're guys can play at another level. Right, if if they've come through the program. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe some of those COVID guys are cycling out a little bit, um, but they're still. Does it does it make it harder for rookies to break through? All that extra COVID eligibility. Well, it's not even just. COVID, right? It's hard for 18-year-olds to compete against 24-year-olds. It's, it's hard. You have to be exceptional. And you have to be physically tough, and you have to be mentally tough, because this, our practices are physically demanding, right? So if you're not used to it, yeah, you're, you're going to get grinded down, right? So you hope that um, the culture with your group that you have and the supports that you have in place and things like that, um, everybody everybody buys in and everybody's a part and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard for sometimes 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds to, to come in and take on that physicality. What do you remember, Jeff, uh, walking in here as a rookie and uh, who do you remember banging bodies against and saying, whoa, this is, <laughs> is going to be a battle? I remember I was ready to go. I was, uh, I was confident going into it, but uh, I had a hard time guarding guys in the post. I remember uh, I got thrown around by pretty much every three, four, and five in the league my first year. Then my, I did pretty good. I still had a pretty good year, but uh, when I came back second year, it was, I was much more comfortable fighting with guys and, and being physical after, you know, you get a summer off after your first year. You get a lot of time to recalibrate and stuff, and it definitely helped. But, uh, yeah, I think my first year was mostly just the, the size thing. I, I got pushed around a lot by a lot of guys. How do you, as a, as a leader of this program, welcome new faces, uh, talk to players to get them used to Coach Hickey's system? Uh, can you tell system shed, or shed a little insight? Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I know you have to wear earplugs sometime, but how do, you, how do you assimilate guys to just to come in and say, okay, this is what we do here and this is what's expected? Really, any way you meet a new person, you know, you get to know them. You always, you, I walk in and I say hi to guys, how's it going? Uh, every day, it's just conversations. You get to know somebody over time, making sure that uh, if someone's not comfortable doing something, it's just a matter of like, you know, go over and tell them, you know, just watch what I do and then do it after yourself, right? Or take a, take a shift off, watch, or like, what do you want me to explain to you? It's really anything, but it's just like meeting anybody new. All you have to do is, you know, be a nice person and it's not too hard. I love hearing that. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Jeff, I know I haven't seen you there lately because I haven't been there as much lately. I know you have a trainer at least once a week puts you through your paces pretty good. <laughs> early morning uh, workouts on the north side. Yeah, so we've been doing that with, uh, with Derek. Shout out Derek. And uh, so we do that at 7 in the morning on Tuesdays. And uh, yeah, he puts us through a little circuit, a good team workout to kind of get us together and uh, get the sweat burning, you know, as a team. It's not very fun to get up in the morning sometimes, but uh, you know you get there, you get it done, and you know it goes a long way over the course of a season. Yeah, when I make it, I'm usually there before those guys, and, and often wrapping up by then. But anytime I watch, they make me tired just watching what Derek puts them through. It's a, it's a lot of agility, 
uh, stuff that I would never even attempt. I there'd be ambulances called if I were trying to, <laughs> trying to do the work that these guys do at 7 a.m. on a on a Tuesday morning. For That's sure. why Coach and I wait till 11:30 to get hours in. Right? Well, yeah. I'll, well, I'll I'll see you there later. Yeah, exactly. At 11:30 p.m. Yeah. So uh, the Gould coming up this weekend: uh, Friday at eight, Saturday at six, Sunday at four. Uh, of the Street Tommy's times. Uh, get to the gym if you can. I know we've talked a little bit about the field uh, for that. Tough time handicapping because rosters all aren't all in. We haven't really seen too many people yet. Um, but are you sort of expecting the same teams at the top as have been there the last couple of years, or are you expecting any movement? I know SJ's better. That's what I'm interested I, I've to I've seen nothing out of, out of Crandall in terms of news, of who's there, who's not. Very little out of UKC, but um, I've seen Mount A's roster. Um, I've seen uh, also um, MSVU's roster. They're looking like they're going to be okay again. Many um, thoughts on the rest of the teams in the conference? So you're asking for me to give them bulletin board material? <laughs> no, no, I'm just... <laughs> it, it, that, that's it, it's funny. I, I honestly don't believe in that anyway. If, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't look at that stuff for us personally. We, like, we hope to be motivated internally. But, um, I, you know what, I see the league being very similar to what it was last year, in, in all honesty. Um, yeah, you're not sure, not sure who Holland has. You're never, never sure who Holland has. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mount St. Vincent's always, always going to be tough. Mount A is always going to be tough. Um, St. John's definitely, uh, stronger, but I mean, they gave us as tough a time last year as anybody. Um, they're good, right? And they're well coached. Like the, the coaching in this league is, is good. Like the coaching in this league is very good. Um, so these teams are going to be prepared. Um, you give somebody a week to prepare for somebody else. Um, they're going to be ready, which which is what makes the games so so tough, right? Uh, they're all so well coached. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, but do do we talk about being at the top of this league? One hundred percent. Do we expect to be at the top of this league? One hundred percent. Same as we have, like for the last couple of years, right? Um, and I don't know, we talk about it every day in practice. Like, we don't hide from the fact that we want to be the best and we want people to be chasing us. Coaches watch a lot, uh, watch a lot of tape now, break it down, mm-hmm. right from opening tip to final buzzer. Jeff, as a player, do you watch a lot of tape extracurricularly or just with the team? I watch tape almost every day. I watch every practice. I watch every game. I watch games multiple times, usually. Um, I'll go back, I'll, I'll watch things I'm doing myself, things that I notice that other teams are doing. Like I'm always watching film. And I, I think that's one of the things that kind of helps me separate myself because I think that my IQ and my intelligence is kind of one of my biggest strengths. So I think that watching film just helps me improve so much and, and kind of get an advantage on teams. Is there any team or player, Jeff, you're looking forward to matching up against this season? Mm-hmm. Team, obviously Holland, you know, they... They just beat us in the finals, so I kind of want to have uh, some revenge against those guys this year. And then uh, a player I'd like to match up against. Uh, I always have fun against Jonas on Mount A. I, kinda, I like that guy. Jonas Monroe. Yeah. Interesting. Why is that? Well, just one of those just, matchups. I just think it's fun. Whatever it is, uh, I like playing against him. Yeah. Just one of those matchups. 
I love hearing that stuff, the individual battles and everything that goes on that you may not see in the box score, obviously, but uh, when you're when you're at the gym or watching Gibby uh, on live stream, it's a lot of fun. I just find we have some good banter, me and him. And to be honest, I'm sure that one's going to be a little bit more personal this year too, right? That Mount Ayo one. With, with no, no, with no, no question. No right? question, I mean, it will be. Uh, Mount A hosting nationals and yep. uh, you know Noah coming here uh, to play that one will almost certainly be be a little more a little more personal. Um, so we're sort of coming up on the time mark that we had we had estimated, maybe even a little bit beyond that at this point. Any other Tommy news or Tommy things that we wanted us to ask that we didn't? Anything you wanted to, to talk about that we hadn't said? Well, I don't know if you've have you talked about our new ADS. We have not. We have not. We We actually talked about it last week. Leading into it, speculation was running rampant. Yeah. Uh, Who was going to get it? Everybody, you know, all four of us in in this room may have uh, uh, been in that speculation. But sure, Gibby, it's all yours. Yeah. So new AD named today, uh, Megan Donahue uh, Wise, um, joins the Tommy program. I heard probably a dozen names around that role, and that was not one of them that had filtered to me in any way. So when I heard it. Uh, I'll say I was surprised and, and had to had to read the the article and, and check the bio to, to get familiar there. And Coach, you worked with her before. Yeah, okay. I've worked with Megan through Canada Games, uh, like Coach Coach Atlantic. Um, yeah, she's she's great. What what does that bring now? Mike Eagles was here for a long time, and now you have a new athletic director and a, uh, as an athlete, as a, as a coach, and and all that. Just a, a little bit of shot of adrenaline coming into two thousand twenty three twenty four. Oh, I think so, right? It's it's just uh, I mean it's going to bring a fresh fresh perspective, right? Um, so Megan's got a lot of experience um, all over all over the spectrum spectrum with uh, with athletics, whether it's um, in, like in the fundraising side, bringing bringing people in that way, um, whether it's organizing programs, um, re- whatever, right? Um, she's got a ton of experience um, in a lot of different areas. Uh, so it's going to be, yeah, she's going to be fantastic. Congratulations to Megan on that appointment as well. It was uh, a lot of people were doing a lot of wondering and waiting and, and counting the days. So the, the day yeah. finally arrived today. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. look forward there to maybe a future guest. But I'll throw this out of the question to you, John, and maybe even to you, Jeff. What What is the, the one thing that Tommy Athletics needs in order to move forward? Oh, jeez. I thought you said we were running out of time. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. Um, geez, I think I think we do a good job in the community. Um, I think I think that's important. Um, I, I think I think we do a solid job with our alumni. I, I think those those connections are important. Um, I don't know. I mean, as much as as much as I'm kind of in that inner circle, so to speak, um, I'm in the inner circle, but not like not in that kind of tight tight knit. To, the, the, to see the, the easy answer would be just to say you need to know what's next for where you're going to be playing. Sure. What's the what's the facility, right? Like this building at some point, whenever that comes, is going to cease to exist, and the Tommies will need a home. Is is that one of the one of the higher priorities? Would you think? Well, I mean, I I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as as much as we've talked about this, as much as I love the pit, right? Um, would like to have a little green around your around your home, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean that. 
that's always part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, that's, that's certainly something that, uh, that everybody wants, obviously. Remember uh, when the Freeze was practicing at the Curry Center this year and Jill Derling was playing there and I said, too bad this facility wasn't here when you were playing. And she said, well, it was promised to be here when I was playing like 13, 14 years ago. It just took a little time. Right. And, and who knows um, what, what a timeline is um, for a new gym, obviously. Um, if we're talking about it, then, then people at that uh, higher pay scale um, are definitely talking about it. So, 100%. yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that can move along. And same question for you, Jeff. What is it the Tommy's program needs in order to take the next step forward? The same thing, my immediate thought was uh, a gym with our colors in it. As much as I love the pit, it'd be nice to play on a floor where there's a big team in the middle or, you know, look around and it's, it's, it's your home, it's, it's your team's, uh, it's your core, right? I think that's the biggest thing. So you're, you're soon to be an alumni, another sure. year or so, uh, I think, uh, at least yeah. in your playing career away from that. Uh, someone comes knocking on your door and say, hey, we're, we're about to, uh, you know, break ground on a new facility. Would you be a donor? Would you be a supporter? What's your answer? Making all that rake right out of school. Yeah, you'd be splashing. I mean, let, let, let him get a job first, Gibby. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess so. I've been here five years, so why would I let it stop now, right? I guess six. It's, with COVID, it's been six years, so. What an ambassador to your program, though. Is that fair? Sitting right beside us here? We've, we've had that conversation lots, hmm. right? Not only does he represent us well on the court, um, off the court in the classroom. He's been an academic All-Canadian um, in the community. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we talk about that often. All right, right. well, we have a, a segment. Yeah, we do have our segment, our unplanned rapid-fire questions. So <laughs> uh, we're going to just off the cuff, and we'll ask Coach first, just out of seniority, that's all. Sounds good. Favorite hab of all time? Favorite hab of all time? Uh, you know, I'm just going to go back to the 93 Cup and say Muller. Muller? Okay, was not expecting that. Muller, I, I loved Muller back in those days. Wow. Um, but, I mean, Patrick, too, right? Like, just... Been a few yeah. players go there. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, you're a basketball player. What uh, If you were going to excel in another sport, what would it be? Probably volleyball. I played it in high school. It was my, probably my, my next best sport. Is that something you still play, or you coach a lot? Uh, I no, I hadn't played in a while. I actually played in a in a league this summer with my friend, though, so that was fun. Okay. But, yeah. okay. Uh, can the Montreal Expos or some reincarnation survive in Montreal if they were to come back? Yeah, they can't be out where the Big O is. Downtown right? stadium. They're, they're downtown stadium. Right there, they are. Well, I don't know how they don't get a shot. First off, um, they're begging for a team right now. When you see. When you see Tampa only drawn 19,000 for a playoff game. Twice. Yeah, twice. Um, yeah, the Expos deserve a shot again, for sure. What about Ottawa? Where do you uh, spend your time when you're there in terms? Do you get to go to some of the pro sports when you're back uh, the season? Not really, honestly. I'm, I stay home. I don't do much uh, outdoor, like, I, I don't know. Not outdoor activities, but... Uh, in the know. weight room? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go to events and stuff. I kind of just, right. just hang out. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting question, one, and I kind of chuckled when I wrote it down. What does John Hickey do to relax? Because you're going 1,008 miles an hour all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're usually busy. That's better than the alternative. Um, oh, I'm a huge, you should know this, 
Um, I love good food, um, and I love a patio in the summer. Been on my deck a few times. Yeah. Have to kick them out. Yeah. How about yourself, Jeffrey? How do you relax? Uh, either hang out with friends or play video games. Pretty simple. Yeah. Favorite dessert? Yes. What is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have had fun yesterday. <laughs> oh, probably cheesecake. Cheesecake? That's right. up there. Do you have a sweet tooth? Uh, Oreo milkshakes. Oreo milkshakes. Uh. All right. What's a hidden talent you have, Coach, that we don't know, that nobody knows? I hear you're quite a dancer. Is that fact or fiction? <laughs> Yeah, I'm solid dancer. Solid, solid on the dance floor. <laughs> solid gold. Where, I don't know where that, where you'd hear that, but. Well, you know, things get a small town. Small town. Yeah, big city, small town. Small right? town. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next time you get out and see Coach on the line dance, I want to see it. How about yourself, Jeffrey? Have you uh, cut the odd rug and uh, the disco, uh, the disco tech fever? Mm, no, not quite. I'm not too much of a dancer. Uh, My kind of style, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold the wall up, right? That's what I do. Lean against it. Yeah. That was good. All right, I've learned some things. Yeah, so should we do what's on tap uh, coming up this week? Sure. So right. in Tommy Land, I've got Stu Soccer at SJ on Wednesday at Dal AC Saturday at Holland on Sunday. So they're busy this week. Uh, Stu Cross Country at Mount A Saturday. Of course, men's and women's basketball here for the Ken Gould Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Women's hockey at St. Mary's Saturday. Women's rugby at Dal AC Sunday. So if you want to watch the Tommies at home, it's basketball this weekend. That's, that's where you're at. Uh, cross the parking lot, UND, men's volleyball. Uh, that's going to be old. I'm going to cross that one out. Men's volleyball played Brandon last week, the October 5th and 6th. Didn't update my notes. Uh, men's basketball is at the Calgary tournament this weekend after going 3-0 and in Concordia. So they're having a pretty good preseason. Probably should have been 3-0 and at the Milner. Um, we won't get into that one here. Uh, women's basketball, they are. You were right last week, Brad. The, Thank the you. Women's basketball. Like hearing that, Dal, Gibby. Dalhousie this weekend. Uh, women's hockey at UPI at Dal. Uh, men's hockey is home to Dal Friday X Saturday. Uh, women and men's soccer at Mount A Friday. Uh, Red Wings are home on Sunday versus Grand Falls. Grand Falls, old friend Greg Leland uh, behind the bench for Grand Falls. So uh, and the only time. other sport that I've really been tracking is the senior baseball playoffs. They're playing tonight, uh, very shortly, at, at Royals Field. So there could be a new champion by the time anyone gets to listen to this other than us four well kyle uh, woodworth's umpiring tonight so assistant coach for the tommies raced in here and uh, got his stuff so he could uh, head back across had to, the had to run him yeah. yeah yeah i'm not there tonight uh, which is uh, okay for me i'll just take a take a night off of that one uh, and pass that uh, but if it does go to game seven that'll be thursday the 12th uh, in charlottetown for that one if it goes to game seven anything else on your list yeah i just i think um you know we've teed up the goal for this weekend uh, this podcast is episode number six now, and we're having an absolute blast covering everything that we can local. If you have an event, uh, you're out there, whether it's a result or whether it's an event coming up, let us know, because uh, contrary to popular belief, you know, Gibby doesn't know everything. But uh, I think that is important, and we do have an email address. We do have an email address. Fire it out there. Uh, late scratches at outlook.com. Don't forget the E in scratches. Yes, and so we can tee it up. And who knows, there, it, it could be something that we talk about in feature because we're always looking for ideas and we want to spread the word locally. And, and I think Gibby and I can honestly say this weekend we're looking forward to this. Gould's always been, just seems to be that and the, and the Helen Campbell. Uh, it, it's a kickoff to the start of the season. And, uh, and this weekend's going to be a lot of fun. Three days, fun-filled. Starts at 2 o'clock Friday with the women. Uh, Stu opens at 8 o'clock Friday night. 8 o'clock Friday night, like it's party time here. 
What else you got going on? Absolutely. Unless the Astros are on. They'll probably be out by then. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This has been really good. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, that brings us to the end of episode uh, six. Uh, we're going to play a little ad here on the way out. But thank you, gentlemen, and look forward to seeing you on Friday. Do you have questions about what goes into your blue or gray recycle box? Contact the Capital Region Service Commission's Solid Waste Division Recycle Hotline at 453-9938 or email recycle at capitalrsc.ca. That's recycle at capitalrsc.ca.